0: Welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere.
1: Welcome. I'm your host, Megan. And I
0: am still your host, Joe.
1: And we're very excited to be back. I'm excited to be back. I'm so excited to be back.
0: I got to tell you, Megan, I was just sitting there one day, just sitting there, just minding my own business, not doing anything. And Megan's like, hey, there's a new episode of Outlander. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Already.
1: And here we are. We're here to talk about episode 701 A Life Well Lost, written by Danielle Barrow and directed by Lisa Clarke.
0: Sure. Um, I thought it was called An Hour Well Lost.
1: Oh dear. Here we go. Welcome back, Loinies. So this episode started off with uh, previously on Outlander, which I found very helpful.
0: I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Claire got caught. They threw some rocks at her cart. They shot up her house. She went to jail. Tom Christie weirdly gave her some money and fucked off.
1: Right. And then we start with a uh, cold open, a chilly open. Mm. And Claire's, yep, first you said, Claire's going to a hanging. Oh, yeah, her hair is cut. And then there's a rope around her neck. And you said, nice shot, dream sequence. Yeah. Which it was a really cool shot of w- her standing there.
0: Yeah, it was a cool shot. But obviously the way it was shot, dream sequence.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if this is a good usage of time. Like, anyone watching Outlander, there's not, I don't think, one viewer who would think to themselves, Oh,
0: no, They killed her in the first minute! Roll credits, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But whatever. So, okay, we learn, of course, that it's Jamie's dream. It's his worst fear, and Mm -hmm. he's envisioning it. And then we have young Ian walking towards him with purpose and a Mm. horse, two horses, and he's saying, John Quincy and the Cherokee are ready And Jamie says, let's go get my wife. Here's what I would have liked in this scene.
0: John Quincy? I would have liked to have seen
1: John Quincy and the Cherokee. Like, get the momentum going. Let us feel the energy. Like, that quick, what was it, like, 10-second dialogue of Ian's? Mm -hmm. That got me excited. I'm like, right, these are characters that we care about. You guys have a foundation. You have a home. You have connections. You've got a community. They're all here to support you. Yeah. Young Ian is is there for you.
0: And I was thinking about this after I watched it, but um, this episode, when I thought back on it, it feels very small.
1: It does feel small.
0: Like this sound, this felt a lot like soundstage. Like we got our budget cut in half or yeah. more, because yeah. all the scenes, not all the scenes, except for there's like the the like sort of like cheeseball drone shot of where Jamie and young Ian are like, let's go. And they're like high hoing on their horse. I like that shot. It was kind of cool. It was okay. <laughs> but like, it wasn't, that's not like this in this day and age, that's not like a crazy shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Like with mm-hmm. drone tech and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like that's actually a pretty cheap shot. Like that's literally them riding two horses through a field. The drone flies over a river and like goes up. Like, yeah, like that's not, that's not a crazy shot. And, but every other shot in this episode that was either, in the jail or in the boat spoiler or in the town there was like there was always like a weird fog everywhere that didn't let you see more than 50 feet behind them so it's like it like you said like it really feels like like this was a small episode like they were trying to keep it cheap and cheat the sets and you know, like, usually Outlander has, like, these big, you know, there's a couple, there's, like, they were in a camp at one point, stuff like that. But just in general, mm-hmm. and we'll expound on it more, but, like, just in general, this episode felt very small.
1: I agree. And it did feel, and maybe it was supposed to feel claustrophobic because Claire's trapped in in jail. But, yeah, all of them, all of the scenes were just in little rooms that... And it was just two people in a little room. Yeah. I don't know. Like compared
0: yeah. to last year, like the, I don't know if it was the finale or what, but like the, the whole, like the journey or in the, the Razor's fridge shootout, you know, like mm-hmm. the big house and that the guns amazing. and the dark yeah. and the, bl- you know, like it was, you know, like it was, it, it seemed like the production value was like way higher. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what
1: happens as the season continues. Yeah. So then we have the new opening credits.
0: Right weird song different. Weird, weird version of the song i don't really get it i didn't like usually when they have um when they've redone the song mm-hmm. it's there's like a thematic mm-hmm. purpose to mm-hmm. it like they'll sing it in a different style or something like that um you know depending on you know where they are or whatever and um maybe i'm just not up enough on my american history which would make sense cuz i'm not american but I didn't get it. I didn't understand like the thematic change. Like, and there was a there was like a different tonal change in the song. So I,
1: a gri- I liked her voice
0: because yeah. I like
1: women with those kind of like strong gritty no, voices. It, like maybe she was a little bit older.
0: It wasn't. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like I just if anyone out there understands the significance of that of the the, the stylistic song change, you know, please let us know. Uh, uh, loinlander gmail or on our Facebook group Loylander podcast group.
1: Right, and then you noted that the opening credits they still stop in Scotland, at the stones. Yeah,
0: and that's <laughs> that's weird. I mean, just classic Outlander there, where like the the ending title shot is with the with the logo. You know, the Outlander logo yeah. is still the stones. That's
1: a hundred percent makes sense to me. That's where her journey began. That's, I guess, that's, a, I, it, that's significant. I guess I think no, that makes I understand
0: sense. what you're saying. It's iconic and stuff like that. But it just, I don't know, it just seems like weird to me. Kind of pulls you out of it.
1: Anyway, so first scene after the cold open, we're in the prison. And I really didn't like any of these scenes. And I, I felt like none of the side characters in the prison were that good. Which no. is very uncommon for Outlander. I was thinking the
0: same thing. Like there were two, three, I guess, main side characters that they introduced here. There was the the sheriff's wife, the the like
1: roommate, Gambler. Oi Oi
0: uh Forger, Card Shark, and then I don't know, the little she's basically just like scrubbing the floors the floor mm-hmm. scrubbing girl i yeah. don't know if she was a prisoner but or just a professional floor scrubber yeah um no they were all bad characters and the dialogue was really forced and bad um yeah
1: you can when we were in the prison scene that first prison scene you said what's going on with the dialogue like it was it,
0: really clunky and
1: that uh, it was written yeah it wasn't
0: because there, there was like a scene, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but there's a scene where like the two guys come into the the prison okay. and they're trying to get Claire. And before they come in the door, like the the forger girl lady, she like has this line of dialogue and it's like, it's too long. It's too, like she's like... Like, she's got, like, two seconds to oh deliver, goodness. and she's like, oh, my goodness, look at those that... guys, oi, oi, big, oy. like, and she, like, tries to cram all these words in, and yeah. it's like, no one would ever realistically say that in that situation. It's like, it's kind of like when Claire says, what is it, like, Jesus H. Roosevelt, Roosevelt pickle Christ. on a bun, Christ, or whatever, yeah. it's like, yeah. like, no one would ever say that, that's too many words. You don't have time. It's unnatural, mm-hmm. and, like, it, that's how, like, from a dialogue standpoint, this early part of the show at least seemed where it was, like, like, it was very it was written and then they started delivering it and they're like, just say the shit on the page. We gotta get moving. Yeah.
1: yeah. In fact, it was this dialogue in the prison where you were like, Who wrote this episode? And I said, Well, it was someone by the name of Daniel Barrow and and then you're like a new writer for, for the first episode of a of a new season. And I said, Well, she wrote one of the episodes from last season called um, Sticks and Stones, yeah. which I don't think either of us loved. But it is unusual. Like, why wouldn't Matthew B. Roberts or Tony Graffia or, I don't know, like Ronald D. Moore? Like, throw us a bone. Ron's not. Right. Ron's long gone. He's writing <laughs> right his is, space show. He's Write an episode. Gone. But, but it is,
0: I mean, even, I mean, you had mentioned that they cut the last season in half or something yeah. like that. So Forever maybe this was. And, yeah. Right. So maybe this was already an episode that had been written by this person who was in the can. I mean, whatever. I'm not. Because there were actually, I felt like some scenes that were well written okay and well maybe let's... it was just because there was better actors delivering the lines or they were i don't know the director had more agency to to make calls i don't know but yeah. but it's not like the the whole episode was like this i just realized or noticed that this first scene like had some like really weird clunky, clunky dialogue
1: very clunky um but what we also got in this scene in this first scene which you and i both noted and appreciated was claire's voiceover providing us information on the unrests in the street because of the upcoming american revolution and just how long this war would last which as canadians thanks yeah helpful we 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 like we do
0: like a little exposition once in a while um i've missed claire's monologue me too it's it is especially in these like more snoozy seasons. It is helpful.
1: It's helpful and it also is a reminder of this is someone in the past with knowledge of the future. Yeah. That's they the don't book touch of the show. Nearly
0: enough. It's, like it's, it's a, important. such a it's such a wasted part of this show and it has always been in my opinion. Not
1: We're, not in the first season.
0: Oh, no, or but the like second. I, I yeah. mean I don't know. There's just so many times and I mean whatever. It's based on how Diana Gabaldon wrote it, so like I'm not like they're not gonna like massively change it, I assume. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's something that you know. I'm just shocked they don't lean on more. Yeah. But anyway,
1: next scene: Roger and Brianna. Woo! <laughs> she's pregnant. I feel like she's been pregnant forever. Yeah. And you mentioned that you felt like Richard Rankin had gained some weight since you last maybe saw him. A little him. bit. And it <laughs> might
0: just be the beard, but he was looking a little, a little bit puffy. She maybe. Does look
1: tubby, and I will say tubby. That, well,
0: I wouldn't the go. Beard I, I didn't go that far. Doesn't
1: help him. At all, it's funny because I was watching him. Richard Rankin is aesthetically a good-looking person. You've like, told me this. You before, can't yeah. argue that he's attractive. Okay. But they do not like. It's like they do. They put
0: everything, the everything they... and the
1: hat and oh, the, the hat beard, was so
0: stupid looking. And then
1: his horrible character developed Like he's just not even. Yeah. That right. Like, so he it's... becomes. He's not attractive in the I, show.
0: I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say something you might find controversial. Hmm. The character of Roger mm-hmm. has fucking killed this guy's career.
1: Oh, that it's is not, such a shame. Because like, he was good, in some good stuff before. Good luck
0: getting a good gig after this. Like, oh, dear. Like, he's got, what, five years of Roger on his resume? <laughs> like, holy crap. If you want to find Richard Rankin, like... Search for your local restaurants, guys. You don't
1: know. I think I think he's going to show us some good stuff after Outlander. I'm
0: not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying, like, wow. I like, will venture is... to say,
1: I'm going to go ahead and say, we will never see Sophie Skelton again.
0: Maybe not. I don't know. he
1: can act. That's the thing. He is capable. Well, we'll see. So he meets uh, Roger, not Richard Rankin, but Roger meets Roger Wendigo Donner. Mm-hmm. And because he yeah. qu- makes a quote of Muhammad Ali.
0: Yeah, which I thought was kind of uh, after I just... Bash them for not using uh, future stuff. Yeah. And they give us a little bit of future stuff, which was nice. Refreshing. I liked it too.
1: I liked it too. They bond. And then Roger takes pity on someone who's traveled through the stones and it didn't go as planned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I found Wendigo, um, even though when we first met him, he was obviously a dick bag uh, because he let, or at least was portrayed as a dick bag because he, you know, basic, he didn't let that stuff. Oh, he did. He didn't co- do well, anything. He didn't well, he help didn't, her. You know, but like, if he, if he, like, letting her implied that he had the power to stop it, but he didn't. He didn't even make an attempt or try and break her out or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, he was compl... or what's it? Complicent? I don't know what the right word is. Uh, but uh, you know, so we don't like him, but he seemed more. Uh, he was more charming, I guess, or more likable. I mean, he's trying to sympathetic. Be. He's I guess. trying to
1: be right. He's trying to. Right. Get Roger's sympathy to mm-hmm. get him to help. Then we're back at the prison with Claire. And this is where you were like, the dialogue is so clunky. Clunk They're time. looking for a healer and they take her away.
0: Yeah, I didn't even really understand. There's a lot of scenes in this episode that I didn't even really kind of no, get.
1: There wasn't a lot of setup
0: like it, that that I yeah I didn't really even understand what precisely was happening.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting too when I'm watching cuz I have not read these books. We're officially past where I was able to read and I'm like is this what it was like for other people watching Outlander? Like it's really hard to follow if you haven't if you don't know the outline of the story. Yeah. is what I found. So Jamie arrives right after they've taken Claire and Tom Christie is standing outside and they said, she's gone. They've taken her. Jamie's very irritated. He's like, you said
0: that you would watch her. It's a lot of, it's the beginning of the furrowing.
1: Oh, Jamie's eyebrows are so furrowed.
0: All ep- all episode. I actually wondered if he, maybe he had like a furrowing coach or something. Like yeah, how more they have, furrow, like, a, more like a, furrow. you know, like they have, they have the sex coaches and stuff now. Because, or, or maybe his eyebrows, like they had to have started cramping up. Because he was, like, <laughs> so, like, forcefully furrowed. Like, I'm doing it right now. You can't yeah, see it, but it looks are. great. It does look uh, good. Thank you. Uh, you know, just, like, hard furrowing. Yeah. Hard, like, he's, like, flexing his eyebrows, if that's even possible. Yeah. It, like, all episode.
1: Yeah. So, he goes into the prison, furrowed brow. Furrowed as ever. And there was one shot, and I actually liked this scene. Every once in a while, they... They direct a scene in a way where I'm like yes that is exactly how I pictured Jamie Frazier from the book when he walks in past the guard and he looks so big as he goes into the door and you can kind of feel his presence like when he walks into you know three prisoner women. Yeah. And they kind of turn and they like take him in. Like he's a big presence. He's an important man and he's furrowed and upset. Like mm-hmm. they, people pay attention when he walks into a room. And I really liked that.
0: I'm going to try furrowing more just to see if like it has. I any mean, you're effect.
1: tall. Just add the furrow okay, and maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah.
0: Anyway, sorry, I cut it.
1: And so immediately he can tell that the one woman wants. Money for information, which he's like, sure, let's play this game. He gives her what looks like. How
0: did Ian not pick up on that? Ian's just like, they don't know anything. Like, (laughs)
1: Like, like, no, Ian had information. (laughs) He had information, but I think they knew, right? That Jamie could give them a bit more than what Ian could, right? So, great. She's on a boat now. I know. Meanwhile, on the boat, we get like a boat in a lot of fog Mm -hmm. and Claire. And she's helping the captain's wife, who's pregnant. And this actress is really good. I don't know if you noticed, but I found her to be refreshing. Yeah, she was okay. So it's funny, though, because I was watching Claire in this scene, and this woman is just, you know, complaining about her and criticizing her, and Claire is supposed to be hanged for being a murderer, and she's stuck on this boat caring for this woman. And I was watching Claire, and I just thought... You know, you're stuck on this boat. You have no idea when you're going to be rescued. You might be hanged tomorrow for being a murderess. Aren't you, aren't you exhausted? Like, isn't this life exhausting?
0: Well, she had just gotten to that prison, essentially. Like, we picked it up the day, like, basically right after Tom Christie handed her the money. Yeah. Like, she had just been on, like, this, like, cross-country stone-throwing romp you know like like yeah like wouldn't you like to take a nap she hasn't even slept
1: yeah but she's like or you
0: they came before they brought the food i
1: know she's concocting this potion i don't know and she's like i am not a murderess and i'm like this life in the 1700s like i know jamie's there right Mm -hmm. i get it yeah but is it worth it and she has she's got to be thinking about that brownstone in boston every once in a while and the
0: hamburgers and shit like
1: Like, her fireplace and her indoor plumbing. Mm -hmm. Like, again, great. Jamie's there. But, like, for whatever reason in this claustrophobic scene, that's all I was thinking. Like, Claire... And there's
0: a gigantic war about to happen. Exactly.
1: We're about to get into the war. And Jamie is, like, right in the middle of it. Like, if I'm Claire and I get through this period of, Mm -hmm. you know, let's assume I know I'm not going to be hanged and he comes and rescues me. We're going to have like a real conversation yeah. about the life that I have sacrificed and how I'm all finished with being called a murderess and being uh, raped by multiple men mm. and all the other horrific things that have happened to her. And it's like, hey, here's the situation. Like, I will stay for you. Like, I could go back to the 1970s where yeah. I have rights and everything else. I'll stay for you. But we have to have an agreement whereby it's a quiet life. Like... we'll
0: get yeah like why are they there like if i if i if i travel back in time and someone's like hey you know what's about to happen here a war and it's gonna be like a real bad not that any war is a good one but like it's a pretty significant one lots of people are gonna die it's like why would you be there that's what i mean take your money you've got lots of it go to Canada. take your family yeah go canada is just fine edmonton alberta yeah that's right go anywhere like literally well i mean i'm sure there are other wars going on right now but like whatever go to go live in go live in the south of france go go sit on the beach like why do you have to be there exactly like it makes no sense why they would push through and stay there and fight and it's like (laughs) why are you fighting you know who wins like you can't you're not gonna yeah, change just anything. wait like and fuck then go back off and, yeah yeah and then like live a good time and then come back after like you're, yes. there's there's no benefit to yeah. them being there at all except possibly dying that's the only thing that could happen all the time in
1: horrible ways, right. in bad like, conditions. I mean, this is so this is a ridiculous conversation because there's no story if they go and live on a beach somewhere. Well,
0: th- th- there's probably just as much story as there is now, honestly. Like, but-, <sighs> but
1: that's what I was thinking when I was watching her. I was like, Claire, like woman to woman, aren't you exhausted? I know he's good looking. Like, I know you like Jamie. But there's other ways that you could live.
0: Like right. you don't have to live. But it's not even like, like Jamie's this. like, oh, this is my home. I have to stay here. Assassin. Like he doesn't live there. It's North Carolina. <laughs> He's from Scotland. Like, <laughs> like why? Why are you there? Go, Go back to back Scotland. To Scotland this <laughs> <laughs> like, like is <Colossus laughs> over. You lived. Go find Lord John Grey. Play chess. Oh like you gosh. know. Like there's no, there's no logic to it whatsoever. <laughs> Zip. And again. Aren't you tired? Yeah. You've been like... Jamie too. His he, print shop burnt down. He, he, he's trying to like... People are trying to... He's stake, been steaks ...stakes yes. and put them on boats. People are shooting the shit out of his house. Scaring the fuck out of his cat. Like, like yes. go home. Go somewhere else. Go like, somewhere why? somewhere
1: else. Yeah. I know. So that's... That's like... That's where I'm at. If I'm Claire... Yeah. And at the end of this episode, we're having a real conversation. Like, I will stay, but we've got to get out of this chaos... Right. Like, I don't think that happens. I don't think that's going to happen either. We digress. Okay. So, <laughs> Roger and Brianna, there's a scene with them, and they're fighting.
0: Oh. About when to go
1: Donner. It's, yeah. And it's like, are we surprised Roger and Brianna are fighting? These are two characters like, who don't even really seem to like each other. Um, they really
0: just seem like they're reading lines, honestly. It's just like line oh roger wendigo is not good borson roger's like but i think he good person now i know maybe save (laughs) i'm priest like fuck who cares man like it's so terrible Okay. Look at Beard. What, like, whatever. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay.
1: Back on the ship, Claire overhears the captain talking about the Redcoats versus the rebels. And again, this sometimes as a Canadian, I don't feel like I know enough about the American <gasps> Revolution to follow. And I was like, why did I understand the Scottish politics more? Like, I am having a really hard time when there's like, oh, Redcoats and and rebels and, and i was like okay wait what's jamie he's not a red coat but he was a red coat but now he's not a red coat now he's a rebel but he was maybe he's a rebel an he doesn't Indian know yet. agent but he's not doing that anymore we know that and that pissed major mcdonald right off right um so i don't know if you felt lost at that point but I they mean, were I, having a conversation yeah. and it's like wait she's jamie's wife and oh this
0: is when they were back on the boat yeah yeah with with the governor or whatever. yeah 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 no i i didn't i mean the red coats want jamie because he's got money and influence allegedly except for the fact that he can get whisked away by five dudes and nobody comes after him other than that though super powerful yeah, yeah. like that's not like whatever um uh, but uh you know the, the, i love when the guy's like i'm jumping ahead but when he's like go go right now and get 200 men and bring them to the camp and I'll let your wife go. It's like he couldn't get five people and a bag of sticks to save him three days ago. Like, where's he going to find 200 men to join the army? Like, like, <laughs> But he he's like,
1: okay, he's that gonna was get, his plan. Yeah, he's
0: going to get the bugs, the cat, and like whatever. What about
1: those twins? Those weird twins that both had sex the, the, with Lindsay yeah, at the Yeah, the, the,
0: the, the Lindsay three-way and a, an Ebola soup. That's what he can bring to the party. Like, why do they want him anyway?
1: Okay, so let's... Let's try and stay We've on track We've really gone here. off so.
0: track. We've so gone off the rails. I don't even know where we're in the show. I don't even know if there is a show.
1: So Major McDonald makes sure that the captain knows exactly who Claire is and all of the things he doesn't like about Jamie. Yeah. And then he leaves. Mm-hmm. And so the captain and Claire have, I guess, I thought it was like a transparent one-on-one conversation where they kind of bond and she's like, I know the pain of losing a child. It's unthinkable. Mm. And uh, he says it's untinkable. And I'm like, what's his accent? Yeah, he does is have he like a, is he Irish? Is he, where's I he feel, from? It felt maybe what's a little story? Irish. I'm not and sure. And is he a red coat or We've a never rebel. seen
0: this guy before, but we're supposed to like, know who he is, I think. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, so, he, meanwhile, we show Jamie furrowed brow and Ian, Jamie sees a mm, horse so and you said, I know that horse. And then that scene's over.
0: Yeah. We didn't know. I don't think I did know that horse. I was just joking. I don't really understand. What was he looking at? There was a horse and behind the horse, there's another dude we know now what
1: he's, what he saw.
0: Right. I guess that's what we thought. Yeah.
1: So then Tom Christie receives a list of what Claire requires because Hmm. they wouldn't let her go get it. So she's like, let me give this list to Tom Christie. Great. I will say, I love this actor. When he received, I believe everything he says, when he receives it, I was like, and he, you can tell, he's like, Oh, thanks. Is the ship just docked? Like he's trying to get information. he's He's trying. Even though he was awful to Malva in the last season, he, gathered, he gathers all the information that he needs to help Jamie get to Claire.
0: Well, and yeah, he deciphers Claire's secret code about getting Jamie. Yeah. Which I thought was...
1: Then we're back on the boat that is surrounded by fog. You can... I think they're in a pool. There's because... never been
0: a foggy day. day. Yeah. I don't even know if it's like an actual... Like, like it is probably a CG boat or like... Maybe even a toy boat that they have gotten and put into a bathtub and surrounded with fog. Like it's like it's so obviously not a boat on the water anywhere.
1: Right. So Claire sees a smaller boat coming towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A rowboat, Through if the you bank will. of fog. Yeah. Through the
0: bank of fog. And it's Jamie. Oh my God. Um, dun, 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 dun. And then they get up on the boat. The and the music have like, swells. Oh, it swells like Jamie's lungs. And they
1: hug great yeah. they should hug mm-hmm.
0: and Lingers. then they
1: make out they start like kissing yeah, they start... and it looks like they're thinking maybe let's just get it done let's,
0: right now in let's the do it here maybe.
1: and the guy and i think all the viewers yeah. are like excuse me this is not permitted yeah, it it's was like... almost
0: like he was like the, the 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 voice of the audience yeah where he's like are you seriously gonna start just like getting into it on my boat it's like
1: excuse me you can't and i have to say like what are you doing You know, like, what are you, what are you guys doing? What's, and and by what are you doing, I mean Matthew B. Roberts, who approved this. What are you doing? That is cheese in a way that takes away from the romance Mm -hmm. of the situation.
0: Takes away from the regular cheese.
1: (laughs) I like romance. Mm-hmm. I think it's unrealistic the way that happened.
0: I feel like I've come up to you at times and like there's been a swelling of music and we've just like lovingly embraced for an awkward amount of time. Maybe
1: that's what it is. Maybe without the music, it wouldn't be that bad. It's Maybe. that like swelling of music. Like if you just saw them like embrace, it's like, of course, yes. Like let's mm-hmm. hug. It's mm-hmm. I was scared and you're back and thank God I knew you'd come. But, but then like... The music and then the make-out and then yeah. the intense staring at each other desire. It's like, okay, guys. Yeah. I don't think either of you have slept in a week.
0: No. <laughs> like, Claire doesn't look like she slept in a week for sure.
1: Claire does not look like she smells good in this episode. She's looking
0: rough. She should look rough, though, considering what she's gone through. Like, that's not an insult to Claire. Like, she's been through some shit. Yeah.
1: She should look rough. She should. And I would look far, far worse at this oh, point. Do. Do. So... Jamie and the captain have a conversation and this is when he says, bring me 200 men and then he'll release Claire to Jamie. The next moment, I want to talk about this, Jamie walks out and Claire's like eagerly waiting and he says, quote, be still, Monnier, which I think is like, my dear,
0: sure,
1: do not despair. That's what he says, be still. That's what he says to her when she's been waiting to see him.
0: Just chill, babe. Yeah. Don't worry, I got this. What's your plan? Not going to tell you. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks. What? What's wrong? Just shh,
0: shh, sh- shh, sh- shh. Manure. Just stay here. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh-huh.
1: what? No questions. Be still. Yeah. Peace out. And then he fucking then he leaves, fu- the then he like, leaves the boat. Leaves the like, boat. I. And she's just like, okay. Yeah, she's like, okay. It's I'll so just. She goes Claire. back into her room, and sits down. Yeah. What, the heck was that? Oh, I don't know. That's. Not my kind of relationship. And it's
0: not in character It's for not Claire. in character
1: either. Like, guys, let's have a little bit of communication. Yeah. Be still, manure, manure, whatever. Like, yeah. be still. It's a little bit like telling someone to calm down and walking away. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be romantic. Like, I got this. But it was more like, I've been waiting. You've been in there for quite a while. I've been waiting. What's the plan? Because yeah. so far, the plan is for me to be hanged. Do you have a different plan? Yeah. Like, what? Be still
0: oh maybe not hanged maybe hanged who knows yeah okay. i just also want to go back to just i just want to rewind to the which i forgot to mention when we first talked about claire and the the governor's wife pregnant yeah, wife yeah and she's like i am not a murderess which i'm not sure if that's even a word but yeah she's absolutely a murderess oh, yeah. she's murderessed a number of times she's they killed Dougal. they murderess his ass they
1: did they, murder they, they
0: murderess sure. uh he, she us Galas um she oh my gosh. yeah she, she, yeah, she murder the shit out of Gail, and then
1: she pity murderessed that um young boy that they wanted to oh my god she murder the
0: shit out of that guy yeah and then i feel like she murderessed someone else didn't she like like I, she's not she's no stranger to murdering. <laughs> so like she's like gotta she's got she's gotta look in the damn mirror anyway
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, good news for us. We're back at Roger and Brianna and they're having a convo on the beach.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And he admits he's not going to help Wendigo. And they sit side by side and pray. And all I have to say about this is that Brianna is sitting in a way that's impossible for a pregnant person to sit. Okay.
0: She does not look pregnant.
1: Um, I just I've been pregnant and you can't sit like that. So okay. that I thought was a little bit unrealistic.
0: As unrealistic as. No, I'm not even going to say it. Go ahead.
1: Then we have Jamie and Ian, and they're wandering around, furrowed brow. And this is when you were like, it looks painful. They run into Tom, and he's drunk.
0: Oh, yeah, which is...
1: And you said, the way that he was playing it, you're like, is Tom
0: interested in Jamie? Kind of. I don't know. This was a really confusing scene, because it was like, I didn't, and I mean, okay... I'm going to preface this by saying that I just got home from a long trip and I'm a little bit jet lagged and I was a little bit blasted when I watched this show. Mm-hmm. But like this, this scene confused, like I not didn't
1: blasted drunk,
0: blasted not blasted tired. drunk, like tired and I was yeah. just kind of out of it. Yeah. Um. But like, I didn't get this scene at all. I didn't understand what he was saying, what he was implying. Like, I mean, I got it by the end of the episode. You kept looking
1: at but, me and you're like, like, is he, I think he's into Jamie. Like, I'm and like, is no. he into Jamie? Like, like, what's the deal? He's playing it that way. I'm yeah. like, no, it's, he's drunk and he's in love with Claire. Right.
0: Which we learned. I mean, I figured that out. But like, at the end. But like, this scene was just, I don't know. It wasn't clear to me.
1: Right. And in the end, Tom is going to take the fall. So he right. goes to visit Claire. He confesses his love for Claire. He tells her he's going to take the fall
0: and shows her her, his written confession which she goes to rip up and he's like well i already sent one to the newspaper so you can do whatever you want with that one yeah and now this is now i was saying that the writing at the beginning was clunky and the last scene with tom and jamie was also weird uh and i felt um not very good but this scene tom's like his his one-on-one with claire yeah was excellent like this actor is really good and this scene was very well written he has like this like long monologue uh with a little bit from claire just about like malva and sort of like he gives claire malva's backstory and Mm -hmm. like the situation with his witchy wife and his brother (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and and, like why he even you know he never he all he he doesn't say he's lying about killing malva but we
1: know he is yeah
0: claire suspects he is and we assume he is but he's like but that's how adamant he is about about doing this like he's basically convinced himself right like that's like the level of, of lie that he's that, that he's going for here and uh and why you know he's made it obviously very clear why he's doing it because he's yeah. and we i mean he's been squishy for claire all last season too so we you know we this is this is pretty logical but i just thought like he was the actor uh, i don't know his name but uh, he was fantastic in this. Scene. He
1: and Katrina Balfe are always great together. They have
0: great chemistry. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They always do really well together. And you actually said, "I'm just gonna say this guy is doing a fucking banger job at his monologue here." And then you started going on and on about how he looked like Tom Hardy. For some reason, he
0: kind of looks like Tom and Hardy. I'm like, to how in this. tired are you? Yeah, maybe. Too tired. Like, I'm not like like he's not Tom Hardy, but like if he was if if I found out that this guy was like Tom Hardy's brother, it's not I looked. But if he was or something like that, I did look it up, but I'm like, he looks a lot like Tom Hardy. Maybe they're cousins. I don't know. But like he, for some reason, I never thought of before, but like in his like haggard, drunk, professing his love, kind of had a bit of a Tom Hardy look to him.
1: Then the last thing I want to say about this scene, because it was, it was a good scene. It was also well-written. And there's one point where. I almost said Tom Hardy, Tom Christie says he's talking about Malva and he says she lusted after wealth and possession. Right. And Claire responds or what she saw as freedom, which I really appreciate that line. That's a very well written line. It's so true. It's a big sentence that says a lot about women of that time. Right. Like they had such few options. And I believe that Malva wasn't after Jamie Frazier for his burning loins. Right. I think she was after him because of his wealth, his power, his house, and the life that she
0: that... the fridge.
1: Yeah, that the life that that would offer her if she could connect to him. Yeah. So, and I just, I really appreciated that Claire knew that too, or what she saw as freedom. Right. That's what she was trying to do.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting that in all this, Claire has never had any, like malevolence is that the word against malva like, she
1: slapped malva across the face she did
0: when... <laughs> but even even no but even when tom was like malva was a murderer she tried to kill us smell you know she was an evil little witch and so was her mom like even then claire was still defending her you well, know like, i
1: think claire saw her as um like claire considered herself a mentor to malva yeah. and i think she understood her like malva was smart and she was in a bad situation at mm-hmm. where she lived with Tom Christie. Like that's horrible. You're living under this religious abusive man. Yeah. And you're stuck. You're trapped. Right. So, and then she meets Claire who has all this knowledge. I don't know. I think I felt sympathy for Malva, and I think Claire yeah. did too.
0: Just to pivot back to Tom for a second. The one that, cause you're talking about how religious he was. Another part that I really liked about his uh, little, monologue there was how he said you know basically he'd been looking you know for something all his life and he thought it was religion and he poured himself into it but then when he met claire he realized um, it was actually claire
1: it was love
0: it was love but the love of of someone like you know yeah claire randall right unrequited yeah. not gonna happen
1: so that scene ends and then we have Claire and Jamie and they're lying in a bed. And this scene was like really closed too. Because at first you were like, are they back on the ridge? And I'm like, I don't know where they are. Like it was just the bed. It was just a camera above I, them yeah, in a bed as you pointed tight. out. Super tight.
0: There was no establishing shot. There was no anything. Like we don't know where they are. No. We, we it, I mean, I didn't think it was the fridge because like it didn't look sort of... Well, it didn't look like the 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 fridge bedroom for one thing. Okay, and you're
1: saying Fraser you you've combined Fraser's Ridge to yeah, the fridge. It's just the fridge now.
0: Okay. That's right. So they're yeah they're they're not in the fridge and they're on this bed and first of all, they've never looked worse. It's
1: not a flattering Like there's this shot. weird it's overhead
0: a, like straight overhead it's not a shot good angle and it for doesn't look them. good for Claire. Like she doesn't like it's not flattering for Claire and but it also like Jamie looks like he's, he's just, Neck is all scrunched up. He looks like he's kind of got like this weird, like, triple chin thing going on, and he's still throwing even though he's in bed. And they, I know, the, by the way, they still, have the, like, they're fully fucking clothed. Like, are they, oh, yeah. like, like is the there bed bugs that they worried about? Clothes. Like, like, yeah, like, she's, yeah, she's wearing her dirty, captured clothes. Like, I mean, she might not have options, but, like, can she, like, is there an option to maybe, like, put a lady on? Like, is you it don't nighttime? have, yeah, you're not running now? Like, like, just, like, maybe take the... Sh- the, the, like, disgusting, urine-covered prison dress-off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just, again, weird. Mm-hmm. Weird.
1: hmm And then the final scene is Jamie goes to visit Lionel Brown, which you actually called out when they were lying in the bed. You're like, is this the end of the episode? Are they going to forget about the Browns? Like, what's happening yeah. here? Are they just going to leave it?
0: It was a weird scene that I don't even understand the purpose of, really. The bed scene? Yeah. And I like how he was like... Like, they were lying there, and he was just like... Go to sleep. You go to sleep now. She's like, okay, and instantly fell asleep. <laughs> like, what? Like, how do I... T- teach me how to do that with my kids. Like, like it's like, I don't really get, like, that... Like, what, did he hypnotize her? Did he slip her a roofie? Like, what? Like, I mean, obviously, she's exhausted, but, like, I just think it's interesting that, like, she just immediately, like, <laughs> and now I'm asleep. She didn't even notice that he left. Right, yeah. So, I don't know, just another, another clunker. Anyway, go ahead.
1: So then we see Lionel Brown arrive in his hotel room, take his gun, put it down, and then, and you even said, oh, is Jamie going to be lurking in the corner? And he was.
0: And here's what I can tell you. If you are ever watching a movie or a TV show and someone that has a gun puts the gun down and walks away from the gun, he's going to need that gun. Oh, right. Like, that's yeah. like, that's like very telegraphed. Yeah. Uh, like, like that's, that's how I knew he was going to die. When he puts down his gun and walks away from the gun. Yeah. Like you fucked. Yeah. Like like yeah. so, and that's when I that's when I was like, "Oh, Jamie's in the room."
1: Right, that's when you said it. Yeah. yeah. And then he offers Jamie a drink. Jamie says, "No thank you. I prefer to wait until after." And that's when it's also established he's here to kill him. Yeah. And uh Lionel Brown is like, "No, no, you're a good man. You're not going to do this." And Jamie says, "I'm also a violent man," which mm-hmm. I really liked that line as yeah. well, which yeah. is true at this yeah. point. And then Probably my favorite line of the episode was when Lionel Brown's like, you can't do this. Like, my people will be so up. They'll get back at you and the revenge. And mm-hmm. and Jamie says, I've spared them the trouble. Yeah. It's like, I love this. I love this.
0: Young Ian and his pals are killing them right now. Yeah. We're not going to show it because we only have $16 <laughs> for this episode. But I'm going to tell you that it happened and we'll assume it did.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I liked is he says to Jamie you won't kill me and then you said oh he will like yeah. you knew that he would
0: yeah he is a murderess for sure <laughs> he is there's no he is a unrepentant unhesitant murderess for sure
1: right and unlike claire who's like i'm not a murderess yeah. jamie's I'm like not... i'm a murderess
0: yeah i I'll, i have murderessed the shit out of yeah. a lot of people i have been murderessing, casually him. murderessing from a wee <laughs> age Yeah.
1: And then fade to black. And yeah, he like episode. sort of
0: like jumps at him, and it and it just like cuts. It was weird. So, I mean, the other thing that the other like cardinal rule of movies and television is that if you do not see someone specifically die on camera, they are not dead. So I'm curious to see if Lionel Brown is actually dead. There's a lot of talk about how he was going to murder us him, and so I, I assume he did. Maybe I think they he just. Is.
1: Maybe I think the, that's the end of that storyline.
0: Maybe, yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe they're trying to be arty. I don't get it. Like, it's weird that they wouldn't give the um,
1: like the shot of it. The, Just show well, us the give, final. Yeah,
0: give the, the give the audience the payoff. I guess because yeah. Lionel Brown was so so evil. Like we got all For that two big seasons. like all that like you know like threatening Jamie in the corner scene. Yeah. yeah, and then we don't get to. I don't know. Like maybe. I, it didn't even have to be gratuitous. I just felt it was weird. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like show me like like I wanna hear like a thump to the floor and see a boot and then Jamie just coldly walks out the door. End. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. show me that it's done. Don't do yeah. this weird like Diddy Diddy cliffhanger shit. I don't really understand that. It doesn't really make sense.
1: I think it's I think that's a stylistic choice by Matthew B. Roberts.
0: Maybe. I guess.
1: Okay, so MVP.
0: Oh, Tom Christie, no question. There's like, un- undoubtedly, he was the best part of this episode. Not even close.
1: Yeah, I agree. Out of 100, what would you give this episode? Oh,
0: fuck. Uh, i give it 16 murderesses out of 50. okay.
1: Joe, it's always out of 100. And for whatever reason, you have such a hard time when we get to this part. Because I don't just
0: want to be like 15 every time. It feels boring. Okay, well, I give
1: it a 20. I did not enjoy this episode. Holy.
0: Okay, well, way to shake it up there on your end. Great. Uh, Is this the last season?
1: No, there's one more. That's
0: impossible. (laughs) That's impossible. And now with the... For any of you that don't know, I'm sure... Everyone you've else. at least heard of it but there is currently a writer's strike a very prolonged at this point writer strike going on in hollywood and uh so nothing is happening like everything is shut right down uh they can't even do like post work anything uh, right now from what i understand and uh god that means we might not get the end of this until
1: 2026. Until 2026.
0: My children are going to be old enough to be taking this podcast over. We'll hand it down like, no, a, like a family heirloom. That's not true. Anyway. Okay,
1: what would you say is the best scene?
0: Uh, Toms, Toms, I love you and I always have monologue. Okay. I How
1: think about you? For me, it was um, Jamie in the room at the end.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even even without the payoff?
1: Yep. I huh. liked it. I liked the lines. It seemed like Sam Heughan was comfortable. He was like very... He acts well when he's comfortable with a scene, and he seemed very comfortable in that well, scene. Well,
0: he'd been saving up all that furrowing and for the whole he wasn't episode, and anyone. then and then he released and he yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, and he
1: made that comment about I watched that horse's ass for miles as mm, we as you walked us to wherever.
0: Right. So he recognized, like I I know that ass.
1: Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was probably the best scene. What was the worst scene for you?
0: Oh, everything with Roger. Um, roger i think it was the beach scene probably where he just like tried to pray when to go some help um i think that was the one where he's like i'm not gonna help him but we'll just i'll pray for him yeah, yeah that'll fucking do it okay. anyway um that was so, that, that, that was the worst scene
1: okay for me the worst scene was jamie and claire making out in the fog in the middle of oh, a right. crisis without talking like
0: i'd forgotten about that if
1: I if it were you and me, Mm -hmm. and you arrived, obviously embrace and then be like, okay, so Joe, like I went to the prison, and this woman is like a gambler, and then this happened, and then they say there's a woman down there, and she's pregnant, and I said that I would help, but the captain seems really mad about the rebel versus the redcoats, and I think that Major McDonald is here, and you should probably have a conversation with. Like I would have so you have so many things to tell me. I have so many. I would also
0: I'd be I would just I would just throw out Are you okay? Oh, just just to just just out of curiosity That's. are you okay
1: so much more romantic that's so much more romantic
0: yeah it's why like, wouldn't
1: he ask her that i don't know give her a hug and be like are you all right
0: yeah like, like there's been some shit since they last saw each other like that's the first time he's he saw her since, since they she, drug her away and put her on a wagon like in Indiana Jones and took her away like like and then he's been chasing her he's been killing people he on a beach like knows she was in prison like that. and that's a, like he doesn't he's not like are you okay maybe she they maybe they got a maybe she got a fucking leg cut off she's got a pickle leg under her dress Maybe she has a foot issue he maybe maybe she's got a foot issue bunions we don't know what's going on there could be all kinds of things going maybe she has like a neck cramp like who like anyway like that's maybe just thing. inquire that
1: would be so much more romantic if he's like are you okay
0: yeah like maybe just check just or say
1: something like Thank God you're. Alive. Thank God you're okay. Or
0: or something. Or
1: I don't something. Give me more yeah. than a makeout session. It's weird with swelled music.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: Okay. So that was the worst for me. Good call. Um, but you know what was great for me was doing this podcast. Oh,
0: you. so good to be back.
1: It is good to be back, and the good news is because we were delayed in this one, mm. we're going to be able to do the next one within less than a week.
0: Loin drought lander will be shorter than usual. <laughs>
1: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Have a good 3 days. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, bye.